Job is a very old book. Uh, many scholars consider him to be a rough contemporary of Abraham. That's almost 2,000 years before Jesus took flesh. It might even have been the very first biblical book to be written down. Yet Job appears fairly much in the middle of our Bibles. This is because of its genre. It is wisdom literature, like Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Songs. Um, Job gets lumped in with all those books because wisdom literature is, well, it's not fast food. It's scripture that you have to chew on slowly. It's often full of riddles and rhymes and elaborate picture language. Job is no exception. The story of Job really is the story of man, man with a capital M. We begin in Uz, which is Hebrew for a wooded place. And this wooded place is in the east, just like Eden was in the east, do you remember? And then we meet this man, Job, who is in charge of many animals, and he's described as an upright man, and life seems to be going perfectly, just like in Eden. And then Satan pokes his nose in and everything is ruined, just like in Eden. Um, and here's how it happens. It, it seems like there are occasional sort of staff meetings in heaven at which all angels, fallen and unfallen, attend. And at one such gathering, the Lord mentions how proud he is of Job. And Satan replies in Job 1 verse 9, Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You've blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. I think this gives us a fascinating insight into Satan. Satan cannot understand how anyone would worship God unless they were paid to do so. He is certain that if the Lord removes divine protection and provision, then Job will have no reason whatsoever to pay any respects. Satan assumes that we only love God for the stuff that we get out of him. To put it plainly, Satan considers all of us to be gold diggers. And when the money dries up, we will want a divorce. Of course, the trouble is, in the vast majority of cases, Satan is right. Mostly, we are mercenaries. Mostly, we do want God's things, but we don't want Him. And the proof of that is this. What do we do when the things are taken away? Well, we shall see. Because Satan is permitted to ruin Job's life in a quite devastating way. In verses 13 to 19, we read how Job loses his sons, his daughters, his servants, and his livestock in four consecutive waves of tragedy. It's like the phone ringing again and again with disaster after disaster. He has lost all his wealth and all his children in one fell swoop. What is his response? Verse 20, At this Job got up and tore his robe, shaved his head, then he fell to the ground in worship, and he said, Naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked I shall depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Verse 22 says, In all this Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Satan, incredibly, is wrong. Incredibly, Job has a response that is different to the natural human response. He grieves. Oh my, does he grieve. The whole book is about his grief. He expresses the deepest possible sorrow, but he blesses God in the midst of unfathomable tragedy. And by turning the other cheek to this evil, so to speak, Job resists the devil 
and gains victory. Who is Job? How can he be so different? Over the course of the next week, we will study some more of his phrases from this book, and we'll see how he represents true man with a capital M, and how he foreshadows the ultimate suffering servant, Jesus. But for now, let's note Job's complete lack of entitlement here. Do you notice the way that Job thinks? He doesn't think that he is owed by God. Instead, he is profoundly aware that everything he has is a gift. The Lord gives. He doesn't say, oh, but Lord, I deserve. He doesn't say, oh, but Lord, I've earned. He says, the Lord gave. In Job's understanding, God does not pay and exact. He gives and takes away. Do we have Job's outlook? We need it because none of us can avoid suffering. If the storms haven't already hit in your life, they will. But before the storms hit, we can put the roof on. And the roof in this case is a deep conviction of the grace of God. We will be greatly helped when suffering hits if we remember now, everything good in my life is God's gift. The good is His grace to bestow, and everything I lack is His right to withhold. But I trust Him in all circumstances because I am not a gold digger. I am not in this relationship for the sake of the stuff. I trust Jesus for the sake of having Jesus. And come what may, He is enough. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. May the name of the Lord be praised.